Yeah, this sound like a movie right here. Yup. Well, fuck it. Here go the soundtrack. Bullets of gun smoke. Dipset. Uh huh. Uh huh. They want a war, huh? Uh. Where we at? Heard these niggas want a war. I heard. I'm good at those. I'm fucking great at those. Weapons is fucking up. Yes, sir. Hello and welcome to the War Report. We are in a new America now. Uh, this is a show where we talk about NXT and AEW. I'm your host, Cyrus, and I am joined by my co-host, Quan from the Comeback Spot. Uh, do you want it to be Quan from the Comeback Spot, or it could just be Quan? Let me know. <laughs> um, We can just keep it Quan. It's shorter. We can just say Quan. Okay. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll say at the end anyway with my the comeback yeah. spot. It, it, it's gonna fluctuate between uh <laughs> between recordings. I'm just gonna be tired and just be like, yeah, it's Quan. It's Quan, it's whatever. <laughs> but um how, uh how's your week been since uh last week? How how'd you feel about being part of the show now? I know there was a lot of uh warm reception for you uh being uh the co-host now. It's very nice. I got a lot of nice warm regard from everybody. Uh, like I said last week, I'm just excited to be here, man. It's, just, it's, it's still your show, but I'm just happy to be right along nah, for the ride. It's our show. Uh, uh, don't, right. don't, don't make it. Don't say it's mine because oh. once, <laughs> once I need somebody to edit, this is where you come in. It's our show, baby. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, if it's our show, I guess it should be. It would be a great time for me to take over a little bit. This week, I'm going to do in the trenches. So let's get right into it. See, you. so. As of a couple days ago, WWE NXT has announced three new signings. Um, Zoe Stark, formerly known as Lacey Ryan. Gigi Dolan, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. And Cora J, formerly known as Elena Black. Um, out of the three, I only know Priscilla Kelly. And for reasons that probably aren't the best reasons for knowing <laughs> Priscilla Kelly. But I do remember she was also in the Mae Young Classic. Do you have any info on miss lacey ryan and elena black i i don't know much about um lacey ryan but just looking at her cage match earlier today she was on shimmer she was on impact uh she was inactive uh like wrestling for like three years i don't know what that was about but i saw a picture of her she's ripped Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm with it i'm excited to see whatever she uh Whenever they decide to use her, I think she will be a good focal point on uh, NXT. She sort of has uh, a look similar to um, Mercedes Martinez, and she, they both just like look badass. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Priscilla Kelly, she was in the May Young Classic, but you know we we all know about the puke spot or the tampon mm, spot. Tampon spot. And everybody is just like, man why they sign her i ain't trying to see that tampon shit in nxt <laughs> you motherfuckers know damn well paul ain't letting that shit slide so let, let's just stop like let's stop right there i think she's a i think she's a, a really good wrestler she is very unique so we could finally get past that and keep it pushing like everybody's just like whenever i see her name i think of that spot and that's why they changed the name hey man <laughs> if shati can sell poop pictures online yeah and look at and her every, she's doing great you know everybody I mean? forgot, forgot about that forgot and all now about she, that and now she's like the face of nxt you know so why. it is um, what it is also if you guys would like to see miss Gigi dolan and cora jade it, from what i read on 205 vibes website 
they would be performing as Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Yeah. So there's that. I, uh, you, <laughs> you said it before recording, and I was just <laughs> like, that's sort of weird that this like major focal point on NXT is having their you know their dusty uh, classic match not on NXT, but they bigged it up as just having women on uh, 205 Live as a big ass thing. Uh, so I guess it cancels itself out in a sense, but um, Elena I mean, I'm Black, and, yeah, Elena Black and Priscilla Kelly, they're gonna do their thing. I will actually tune in for this one. I did not tune in for the Drake Maverick and whoever this, the hell they this, face. This, the Singh brothers, you want to see Sheila Samir? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can tell me all about that once we get to the Dusty I'll, Classic stuff. Um, yeah, I don't but, remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be looking. That. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. And you know what? They got me to watch 205 Live, so I will. Well, anyway, congrats to these three young ladies. I hope they make a big impact on NXT going forward in WWE. And speaking of impact, moving <laughs> over to uh, Mr. Omega, our AEW champion had a recently had an interview on Yahoo Sports where he talked about a couple of things, including the women's division and just you know, hopping from brand to brand around here. And I quote from Mr. Kenny Omega, I went to Impact, AAA, and back to AEW. So I have been able to see three different rosters, all incredibly talented, regardless of what fans say is the best. As a performer, I'd love to work with each and every one of them. It's exciting that we've blown the doors wide open and there, and there are all these potential opponents. So what do you... I mean, I guess, you know, um, like my, my, my problem with this is that yes, you're around all these promotions. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're all around the world, even though you shouldn't be, but like, but on AEW, you're like non-existent or like, you're not as like big. On, not as present as you should be for your champion. Yeah. As the champion and, of the company. And, like, you know, you can go to Impact. Uh, well, like, I think in Impact, he is, like, the biggest guy on Impact, depending how you, like, view it. But, like, Triple okay. A, he's not the biggest guy going there. Sorry. It's all, does like, he, the Lucha Libre dudes that, like, have their, you know, the culture and the history of there. You does know? he still have that belt? That um, I think so. Does he? I don't, I don't know who he fa- – uh, I think it's, like, the middleweight championship, something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar, but like, you know, in AAA, like Kenny Omega is not the biggest guy. Kenny Omega hasn't been the biggest guy in wrestling in a really long time. Like soon as mm-hmm. he left New Japan, he's not that dude. So I understand like he, he gets to go and have all these matches across the world, but like where, where it's, where it counts, you're just not present. That is a little disappointing. I will agree. So it, it is what it is. It is what- Another quote this, about, the this is more about the women's division. And I quote, I think we are taking baby steps. We, we have hungry performers who are passionate about getting a chance to do their best. Passion speaks to me more than the performance of a maneuver. And right now our women are really chopping at the bit to get these TV spots. Now. I, I'd have to imagine that Kenny Omega has some kind of clout or pull backstage with Tony Khan. I'm just, I'm just assuming based mm-hmm. on what since, I know. Since he is executive vice president and all, 
I didn't know his exact role, but that makes sense to me. So, right. So what's up with baby steps, bro? We've been, AEW has been on TV. Two years, two, uh, yeah, one no. and a half, about a year and a half now. Well, it, it's been active for two, one in, yeah. uh, one year now. And like, how many, how many times are we going to say that we're working on this or we're taking baby steps, bro? We've heard this so many times. You have the clout, you, you have, you got Tony Khan's phone number, like, you got I'm you got tired the, of this, bro. You got the performers to do the thing, and you know, uh, it's it's been spoken on here before how, whenever criticisms of the women's division comes uh, comes up in uh, around AEW, this is the statement we always get. And whenever it's Brandy or Kenny, you get this. But when it's positive praise, you know they take credit for it. You have you literally have all these performers. You're saying that they're chomping at the bit. You're saying that uh, you know they're hungry. You know you have these great uh, performers. Then just put them on the fucking show. That's it, bro. Just just give them the time. Don't put them. Don't give them a, a seven minute match in the nine thirty slot. It, and it takes nothing. It's it literally takes nothing for them to just get ten minutes. Like know. just let it happen. Cut, cut somebody else's time because there's a lot of matches uh, on the show this week that just went far too fucking long. Way too long, which makes me think where people did they not have a, a heavy roster this week, you know, due to what was going on. Uh, uh I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on, how they're testing for it. I, <laughs> I, I would assume it's very lax, but it seems like it the way Jericho is running around, but yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not, I'm not even gonna say that, like, oh, you know, COVID played a part because. AEW has a lot of performers. They have a lot of people on their roster. More, more than we uh, like to think. They got too many, if we're being honest. Yes. They, they have a lot of people. So any any woman could have came out and did something. Uh, for some reason, they're holding off on Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa is nowhere to be seen. Red Velvet's not having a match, even though she is kind of in Involved. the Cody Rhodes universe. She's not getting anything. Hikaru uh, Shida is not getting anything. So like, what is it really? <laughs> I, I, yeah, honestly, I'm just sick of the excuses. And I know a lot of people that are still just like, you know, you can't just give women time just to do time or, you know, you can't just give the women the time just to give them time. And I'm just like, you absolutely fucking can because you give dark order all the time in the world. You give uh, God, you're giving goddamn Peter Avalon all the time in the world. Two segment, Matt. I was, I was going to get to that. We, we're going to get to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, top <laughs> top flight. Those guys are they're green as shit, and they look they get two segment matches. Like you tell me, even if your women aren't as experienced as you know, yeah, the rest of your roster, you can still put them on TV. There's there's a there's a demand for women's wrestling at, at 2021. There's no reason why mm-hmm. it should be so limited to you know a 10 minute segment per show. Yeah, and uh, just before we move on to this topic, there was another quote that uh, it's not on the docket, but I saw it on Twitter. It's completely different from this. I don't even know where he said it at, but um, he was just like, "I want to set an example for a uh, you know the people that kind of like lack experience or like TV uh, television uh, wrestling experience." And I'm just like, "But you're the executive vice president. You're fucking Kenny Omega. They're not going to tell you no." Well. They're not going to tell you no as much as like the fucking uh, as much as they're going to tell the women. So it's just like if you want to create these opportunities, just let them do it. Just just put them out there. That's it. It's that easy. Yeah, we say that as guys in our living room. <laughs> doing a I podcast. mean, 
if I if I was a uh, if I was a wrestler and you know I wanted more TV time, you know, you got to play the game, you got to politic in some sort of way. I know I talk all this shit about Team Taz, but if Team Taz is my route to get on TV, even though those guys are shitty, fuck it, I'm taking that route. I'm just true. I'm with that. All right. Well, do other uh, AEW news. Let me find the quote before I start. Yeah. Um, th- this is going to be Booker T's uh, kind of um, just, I-, I wouldn't say like critic. Yeah. Fair criticisms of AEW. And when I was reading this, I was just like, yeah, he makes a lot of fair points. It's very, uh, very honest, honestly. Like he- he's not taking a side or anything. And I really, uh, I like that. So Bully Ray over on his radio show, uh, Busted Open, I believe. <laughs> you could hear me laughing before <laughs> right all right a lot of times you watch aews and guys and gals are missing stuff it can get indie-rific at times and the nxt product is a lot more polished and the work rate is extremely tight in response to bully ray's comments booker t speaker of the hall of fame podcast said that it's hard to question AEW because they're trying their best with what they have to present wrestling in a different way than what has been presented for years. The quote was wrestling is so many different things. Wrestling is not MMA. It's not boxing. Professional wrestling has always been entertainment based. One thing you can rest assured on with AEW is not every match is going to look the same because those guys are a fluctuation of indie guys and more experienced guys like Moxley going to look totally different than some of the other guys wrestling is what i always say to be able to do the same thing everything else doing it a little different mm-hmm. i gotta agree with book on that one i mean yeah um they i i totally agree well the the thing where it's just like oh they botch a lot whatever but um you know they're they're truly working with the hand that they're dealt and off, oh, I got kicked for inactivity. <laughs> I got to start the quest over. But um, like, I, I, I do agree, like they are working with what they have. And I'm just like, I would obviously I would like for them to work and meld the stuff that they're working with a lot differently. But like them, you know, the wrestlers being green or whatever, it is what it is. But I, I would definitely say like NXT is polished because like it's the NXT style, and, and, they, have the, and they have a whole performance center, yeah, to, to, to you know to make that style as crisp yeah. as it can be. Yeah. Um, I think AEW working on that. I know that they have a lot of their young guys over at the uh, what's it, Nightmare Factory? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? With yeah. QT Marshall and I believe Cody comes there every once in a while. So I mean, they're starting something. It's gonna take a while. Like I said, I mean, I'm not gonna fall. AEW for that they're still fairly new the development takes time it's not gonna yeah. like it's not gonna become I uh, like what like what Booger T said like I, I can absolutely like uh sympathize with you know they're working with a less polished you know group of people and the thing about like trying to present wrestling a little differently that's where I think where AEW truly struggles where they're not I, like I've said this before, like they're not doing a really good job as serving as an alternative. 
Because like now we're in the season of the Dusty Classic where there's tag matches, tag matches happening like left and right. So you flip one channel, you see a tag match, you flip the other channel, you see a tag match, but like there's just like one more person there, you know? So right now they're not looking any like differently. They're definitely, uh, it looks like they're kind of biding time until Beach Blast. And I believe they pushed back Revolution to early March, I believe. Usually they have it in February. Yikes. So I'm not sure the reasoning for that. But mm-hmm. I just I quick I quickly saw that when I was on the timeline earlier. But um, mm-hmm. you want to get an AEW? Yeah, uh, I'll start off the AEW's talk. And for that, I need you to do one thing. I need you to grab this microphone, right, right there, in the George Michael wannabe, and tell him that I, Miro, is your best friend now. Huh? Charles, Charles. Come on, come on. Miro is my best friend now. So AEW starts, or well, we're going to start, we're just going to start with uh, Cody versus Peter Avalon. And I, this match is a mixed bag because like, I understand what they're trying to do, but like at the same time, it's just like, can you do it a little bit shorter? <laughs> I, th- I thought, the, uh, I thought like the concept of like Peter Avalon really being, uh, really just hanging in there against Cody, like that was like, that was like the best part of it, but like the actual wrestling and how long it was, I was just like, all right, this is kind of like going on too long. And it, it seems like they're trying to like rehab Peter Avalon for whatever reason. I don't know. So, so something I've seen with AEW is that they seem like they're a little bit afraid to do a squash match every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They very rarely do squash matches. Now, I think Peter Avalon is a very talented wrestler, but like the way he's presented, I mean, this is his first match on Dynamite. God, I don't even probably since like the, the early, first early days, yeah, first yeah. month of it. Like he hasn't been presented as a guy who should be able to keep up with Cody Rhodes. And I don't know if I'm just conditioned to, you know, 20 years of WWE style booking, but I'm sitting, I'm just sitting here watching the match. I'm like, this is gone way too long. <laughs> like there's no reason Cody Rhodes should be, <laughs> it, it reminded me of um remember in like the early covid shows where i think it was moxley was going with like damn oh. 15 minutes with alan angels i'm like why is this guy yeah that was kenny, oh, was kenny. I'm like, I, I i don't i don't think like it's like conditioning of wwe wrestling i just think like it's kind of just simple storytelling it's just like you beat this guy down so much and then next episode he's hanging like he's uh what is it he's like hanging like deep in there with like one of your top, like, you know, top uh, good guys or whatever, you know, like it. And my thing is that, okay, you have Peter Avalon hanging in there with Cody and whatnot, but like, what's the come from it? Cause he, he can still be like the super resilient dude that you kind of, you could just like throw out there, but like, 
the field for the title picture is like stacked for a very long time. So I don't see a lot of these guys are just going to have matches to have matches, which, which was the purpose of introducing a secondary title. But now people are just going to be having matches to have matches. So like, I appreciate them trying to like fix or rehab Peter Avalon, but like, if you're going to do that, do something with him. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Jade Cargill comes out to pose a distraction, but it doesn't matter. Cody wins anyway. I will say I'm happy that they didn't fall for the, I mean, they didn't, they didn't do the obvious, you know, something you'd see on every raw Mm -hmm. distraction, distraction, roll up. I mean, Avalon wins. I, well, I, I I'm over that. I'm sorry, but I can't. I hate that. I hate honestly, it. I think it would have worked. <laughs> I hate it. I, I would have. <laughs> you you know you know why I think it would have worked versus you know whenever it happens on Raw because on Raw it probably happened when an established shield like somebody that's already been uh been getting a lot of wins recently like yeah, they're they, there's no need for them to look stronger so like why are you doing this roll up finish or you know getting uh getting one over on the face or whatever but like peter avalon needed this win because he hasn't been on dynamite since like whatever uh forever so i think if he would have got that win and get the ball rolling and make him seem like he can actually like hopefully uh go on to the tnt title once uh the slot is like unbooked yeah i i think that would have helped him in the future versus like whenever the fuck it happens on raw and honestly i think i watched uh i watched i forgot did I watch Raw last week? And I was just like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> but uh, next thing we're going to go uh, go into is Sting and Darby Allen. Now, <laughs> they, they've been doing it for a month straight now where they're just like, oh, my God. Whenever Sting and Darby Allen look at each other, it's just like, oh, my God. It's like staring at a mirror. No, it's not. <laughs> and at this point, they just had Sting outright just say, like, you remind me a lot uh, of myself. I don't see the comparisons outside of the face paint. But Team Taz is back once again after losing again. And they're going to get a street, uh, a street fight against Sting and Darby Allen at Revolution. How do you feel about it? So... First of all, I want to say something about uh, Sting and Darby being very similar. So I've been watching a lot of uh, – as I've recently started watching WCW. Like, I never watched it when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I recently started watching WCW. So I've, I've been watching since the first um, Nitro. And just now, I think um, Kevin Nash just showed up. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. not that, I'm on that episode right now. And um, – yeah, Sting and Darby Allen are nothing alike. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing about their wrestling styles are alike. Nothing about their gimmicks are alike. I don't know where people are getting that. I mean, obviously, Sting hasn't turned to Crow Sting yet, but I'm assuming Crow Sting and Darby Allen, besides sitting in the rafters, I don't see the similarities at all. I don't know where yeah. it's coming from. Oh, oh, of course, it, it, uh, like the similarities was never going to happen between like him and like you know the normal uh, the sur- surfer Sting. Yeah, surfer Sting. But it's <laughs> it, it like wrestling styles I'm talking about. Like, yeah, like and I and I think they kind of cleaned that up because Sting just said, you're a good wrestler. I'm a good wrestler. Yeah. Not like you wrestle like I do. Yeah. So, but like, seriously, um, like if we want to be real, the only comparisons that, uh, that they truly have is face paint. face paint sitting in the rafters, which is something they didn't do until Sting showed up. 
and throwing himself into danger. And I, I, I guess like, you know, uh, being resilient, whatever, that's a blanket uh, trait. But baby face, whatever. Moxley does the same thing. Uh, Cody does the same thing, depending on the feud. Like the qualities that uh, that Sting have are amongst a lot of the baby faces on the roster. So everybody's like Sting. (laughs) Like uh, Moxley coming from the crowd or the rafters that could be like, come on, like. They're, they're not alike. But uh, how do you feel about Team Taz? Get not uh, moving on. Hey, <laughs> the beef is forever. It's on site every time. No, nah, it has to stop. It, it has, it's on site every time, man. Somebody has to die. I'm sorry. Well, well look. Well, I, I'm going to imagine that this street fight. I hope you know what I hope they do. I hope they like a legit street fight. I hope it's like they're just out in the street. Some cinematic match. They out in the streets. Shit really pop off. You see uh, Darby on a skateboard. You pull up. Mm-hmm. Sting, Sting pop, pop out somewhere. I don't know how it's gonna work. I wanna. I wanna. I'm. I gotta imagine it's gonna be cinematic. I can't. No. Is Sting? Do you think Sting's really ready to go in the ring? Even even if I'm sure it'll be limited. No. Like he'll probably be for the you know for like a little the hot tag. But like I said last week, how hot can that tag really be? <laughs> my my thing is that like. I'm not, I don't think it's going to be cinematic. And I think how Sting is going to like try to hang is that, yes, he is going to try to wrestle, obviously, but like not much. And then, you know, the bat is going to come out or, you know, that that's when the sticks come out. And then that's when like true wrestling psychology, stuff like that just goes out the window. And then that's how Sting kind of just pulls the wool over our eyes and prove that he like still got it. Is he taking a bump? Is he taking a back bump? Yes, absolutely. Do you think it a bat bump? Is he taking a table spot? Oh, over under on Sting taking a table spot. That might be safe for the regular back bump, low key. <laughs> Honestly, if I if I were, I'd rather take a table bump than I a see straight up bump. If so the uh, table's gonna break your fall, if, somewhat. If Sting takes a table bump, just ca- just start the timer and see how long it takes for him to get, get back up. To get up, you gonna be wobbling around like Matt. <laughs> Well, he shows that he could walk better than Matt, but we'll get to Matt Hardy later. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we have a a segment on the show at Kenny Omega's house uh, where he is basically just kind of just big timing the Bucks. And Don Callis is trying to keep him away from the old crew. Yeah. As he goes to Impact and links up with the old crew. Mm. But how would you feel about the segment? I, I uh, there's there's one thing I want to bring up on this segment. You bring it up because I'm gonna be honest with you. I did I kind of skipped past the segment a little you bit. See, I, okay, I ain't going to. So um, what is it? Mike Na, uh, Nagiyama was there. Nakazawa, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, I, I wonder what he is doing <laughs> for real, for real, like outside of the uh, wrestling. In I think he had like a person. He, he had an office job, I believe. I think he had like I think he do it. I don't like, think he's more he, than a performer. I'm pretty sure he has like, like is he doing uh, like producing like stuff? Kind of like, I think so. I think okay. he, he is more than just an active roster. I think he like in, in, and, and honestly, uh, sorry if this is problematic, but when I saw his face, I was just like, damn, I sure wish Seema was back. <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> I, well, I, uh, I I saw some Seema stuff recently in ROH, and I was just like, bring my man's back. <laughs> but uh. 
the painting that's in the living room. That's a wild painting. I originally thought that was a painting of him and Koto Bushi. And I was just like, hey, man, y'all niggas got to <laughs> stop it. Y'all, uh, like, I, I, like, I didn't look, I, I just saw it in, uh, I saw it on a GIF. And I was just like, dog, is that Koto Bushi, bruh? That shit, low, like, it made me really, uh, really tight. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad it wasn't, but yeah, it's a very wild painting. It's very much the painting that Terry Crews had in uh, in White Chicks in his yep. crib. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, Don Callis is becoming a rift between him and uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And what I think this is going to lead to is the match with the Good Brothers and the Bucks. Like, I think Kenny Omega is gonna like really start hanging out with the Good Brothers more, and then. Whenever the Bucks try to come around, they're just like, hey, yo, what the fuck? And then there's probably going to be a disagreement there. And then, boom, that's how we get our match at Revolution. Cyrus booking, I guess. <laughs> what What was the – they announced the match for next week. I believe it's uh, – I think it's an eight-man. I believe it's – I got to look it up. I'm sorry. I should have had this already I can't, I can't, uh, queued up. I can't. They got to stop. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're good. I think, it, it, I think it's death – I think it's death triangle. I'm sorry. Death triangle versus uh, – the brothers and Kenny, I believe, is the match. Ooh, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> that, might, that might be a banger. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not even gonna deny that. Uh, uh, outside of Lou Gallows, that shit might. Uh, that shit might slow. <laughs> hey. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I guess I'll be looking forward to that. Um, but now we're gonna get into the inner circle three way. I know a lot of people. You know they they said, man, I can't wait for you to see this. I can't wait to see what you have to say. But I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> All right, so you saw, so I didn't, I don't watch AEW or NXT Live, so mm-hmm. I, I just moseyed over, over to the timeline, and I saw a GIF, and I said, "Sheesh, that's all I can say." But um, so, but honestly, before we even get to that, like, I actually enjoyed the match. I thought the match was fine. It was, it's a typical AEW multi-man tag match, but mm-hmm. the competitors in that match are very strong. I think Ortiz and Santana are great. I think Sammy's. Really- you know what, Santana and Ortiz, they are great. I tell you, they bro. are. They are good. Huh? Really makes uh, you fucking think. Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, no, I thought the match was good. But man, that lion salt. I saw. I think somebody tweeted you the sea. It said sea lion salt. No, uh, it was um, Zach, and he tweeted Justin. He was just like a sea oh. lion salt. The the tweet that got me. <laughs> Was Amp shout out to uh the random act of podcast where he said lying salt the lines <laughs> that <laughs> that made me really laugh but uh about about the match yeah it's it's usual uh typical AEW stuff which you know your mileage may vary on that I'm not debating the quality of the match or whatever I think the glaring issues of the match is Jake Hay well. Wardlow not being in the match. I think that's where uh, that's the main issue there. Bro, Wardlow I not don't being understand in the match. why they don't let Wardlow wrestle more. I don't get it. I, I think de- he's so good. And they don't like, let him wrestle. I'm not a big fan of Jake Hager, but I definitely thought a team of Wardlow and Jake Hager would have definitely been like a very like a spice to the match. To the, and even to the whole tag division in general. If they wanted to go that route, they don't have a big man tag team like that. Tag exactly. Team. They don't it, have a big tag team like that. I'm telling like great. I'm so, like, you know, Jake Hager, you know, political stuff of, uh, aside, like 
that would have been money. <laughs> like I would have been like slightly more interested in the match. And then the second issue is what I feared the most last week is Jericho and MJF one, which is, I, I guess, but like, we have to, we have to, we have to get LAX out of the inner circle. And I think if, if Santana and Ortiz still decide to tag and then be like, you know, y'all can res- represent the inner circle, we're going to represent ourselves, and that creates a rift, I'm with that. I like that. <laughs> but just like the TNT title, there is a feud that is already, uh, that's already like a long-term plan. And the inner circle, they, similar to Cody, they're in their own, they're in their own universe. Yep. So MJF and Jericho could try to get tag team gold, but I think whatever feud is going to come, you know, possibly out of Pride and Powerful, like that's going to be whatever we get till, I guess, Revolution or some like midway point pay-per-view in February. But it has to stop. (laughs) We, there's a, uh, there shouldn't be a log jam, but there is. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that the inner circle kind of just isolating themselves and having segments that only feature them for at least four months now was not a smart move. So hopefully uh, fix it. <laughs> after after revolution comes around, fix it. And so, sorry if that... Uh, if anybody wanted anything else from me, but that's really all I could muster up. Like I'm not, I'm truly not that upset about it. I am bothered, but I can't say that I'm truly mad about it. Hey, look, then, Jericho, Jericho got a uh, literally Jericho every week too. I'm, uh, that, that too. Mm-hmm. I, I know he's your biggest star. You might not even be. It might be Moxley at this point, but you, you know, don't need to be there every week, man. He could be. He could be the biggest star. But he will shine much brighter if he was not on the on the show every week. Yeah, absolutely. And now we we are kind of we're at the point where we see Jericho every week. Now we're getting diminishing returns. And yeah, he's the demo god, whatever, whatever. But like now you don't really have you, you don't have like a special attraction. The special attraction was staying. We got staying for six weeks straight. Uh, Mo- uh, Moxley was a big Moxley was a big attraction, and then uh, he lost the title. They they like AEW truly struggles in that front of like, I can't say struggling to like get people to watch, but like yeah, they they may take an audience. We can't say that much. But. Yeah, but like they don't have like that special attraction on the show anymore. Uh, and what hey, that are you saying? Uh, they don't have a Bill Goldberg. They don't. They don't have a Brock Lesnar. They don't have a Bill Goldberg. They don't have a Undertaker, uh, a Stone Cold, uh, yeah, a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even though like he doesn't wrestle, but you know, if he's on the show, like people want to see what the hell he's they doing. See about to do. Yeah, so it's just like it, it, it's really all bad over there, and it's an easy issue that could be fixed, but it is what it is. And now we're gonna get into quick hits, starting with the Penelope Ford. And uh, 
Layla, yeah. Layla Hirsch. Yeah, Layla Hirsch. That's her, uh, the last name. I wish I wrote it. I should have just written it down. But, Legit, uh, Layla. How did you feel about the match? I um, The match was fine. I, I liked Penelope before. I think she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, she's another one. I don't understand why she doesn't get more time. But I, I think she was like doing the college thing, kind of like Sunny Kiss yeah, was. She, so I she, think she, she was. She uh, She's doing the college stuff. So um, it was a funny moment. And Orange Cassie was killing me this whole match. It was the one moment <laughs> where Excalibur was like, uh, something happened in uh, <laughs> Excalibur was like, Orange Cassie must be, be so excited and elated about this. And just like they put a quick shot to uh, Orange Cassie, just like the most expressionless thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. Um, uh, Layla, Layla Hirsch, how, how do you feel about her? Because I'm, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of crazy inaccurate takes Uh-oh. on uh what they saying <laughs> that that I don't know why I guess like I guess it's because she's small but they're saying that they see very like they're seeing cause, uh, cause p- comparisons to Ishi and I'm just like come on guys like you you guys can't you guys can't just see two wrestlers of the same size and then just be like they're the same Ishi. Yes. You mean you mean Trouble Hero Ishii? Yes. Of, of New <laughs> Japan fame. Mr. I, Mr. Mr. 4.5 out of 5. Uh, <laughs> Hero Ishii? Yeah, uh not not like, you know, I'm saying like Layla's terrible or whatever, but I'm just saying like she doesn't wrestle like Ishii at all. Like she is definitely like she is definitely a power wrestler, but I I read a comment that said she's like Ishii and then like she's going up to the top rope doing uh like a, a senton. And I'm just like, Ishii don't do that, bro. Right. <laughs> but I I see potential in her, but I'm really confused on where are other much more established women on the show. Yeah. That uh so no no disrespect. I I just wanted to get that off. I, I thought the match was uh fairly good as well. Um and now uh charles the butler i guess <laughs> it's it's very it's very very pro wrestling that's that's one of the most yeah, pro wrestling things aw done in a long time it's 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 childish but like not not in a, not in a bad way it, not in a bad I wasn't, way no i was entertained so yeah. it did its job but like it's it very childish it, it's like kids on the court uh on the playground it's just like oh you're not my best friend anymore and then like that really hurt <laughs> I like I'm really like a I guess it could like it's a good thing but I'm really waiting for this match like I really want this match to happen like Orange Cassidy versus Miro like I really want it and I think I Miro think I think it'll be great honestly yeah I think, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really good it's gonna be Miro, really Miro's, Miro's very good at comedy stuff That's, yeah uh, so I think them kind of like Trent is out they took his best friend from him so like you know Orange Cassidy is he doesn't show it, but he's crushed. He's crushed. <laughs> he's you know, uh, that might be a pun. I don't know because I just thought about the soda, but like you uh. know, he <laughs> he's crushed. Like you know, he has nobody in his corner. He has nobody by his side. He's like all alone. So like, when this match is gonna happen, like he is it, gonna. Tr- it brought back that underdog feel because mm. for a while, Orange Cassidy's shown that he can like perform with the best of them. So there's like no doubt. But like now, you kind of just have to question like where his head at, head is at going into these matches now, and I think that is something that AEW is doing very well. Give him a little depth. Yeah, and 
they, they're they're giving people depth, and I think that's really cool. Uh, negative ones birthday celebration. No no thoughts on the match. It is what it is. It is a multi man. It was all fun. I'm not gonna. Okay, what I'm not going to do is shit on the little kids, uh, like the match that the little boy wanted to see. That's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> so uh, negative one got his match all well and good. But I wanted to talk about the Hangman Page stuff that happened uh, after. I, le- I legit laughed I, I, when, he said, <laughs> when he said no and they had the, the, little, the music <laughs> and the confetti. I thought that shit, that was genuinely funny. I genuinely laughed. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what's crazy? A lot of the stuff that I put in quick hits are all the stuff that I enjoyed on AEW this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, t- I should have did it in reverse, but is my importance. But I thought it was really funny as well. And I'm curious to see where this goes now. Like, is the Dark Order now going to be cold towards um, Hangman Page? Or now, if he tries to come around, they're just going to be like, we don't need you anymore. And possibly like John's uh John Silver's like very like optimistic tone around him shifts because I think that'd be really interesting. Um are Dark Order faces now? Are they like officially have they switched alignment at this point? It seems like it. My my thing is that they're in between because yes they are like happy go lucky but that is the front that they put to get you to join the cult. And then once they join the cult, it's a much like it's a much more menacing sort of thing. Like uh, when Brody Lee was like really nice to Cole Cabana, yeah, but like they're doing bad things. But they're just yeah. like, no, you ain't, you don't need to see that, bro. Just just turn your yeah. eyes, man. And then so, when he lost, and he snapped on him. I'm just saying after yeah. the Brody, after you know Brody's untimely passing, did they kind of do you feel like they were like, you know what? I hope not. I, I uh, like, yeah, it, I, I guess it'd be good, but I definitely think like it, it's money there where if the dark order is just like, you know, just screw you or like uh, you made us look dumb mm-hmm. and then, you know, they just beat them up or something. Yeah. Cause uh, even, uh, even evil Uno was like sort of like turning face or like, you know, realizing that the cult might not be a best thing for him but you know once Brody Lee passed like they kind of just put that on halt or just scrapped it but I definitely think there is uh, a lot of stuff there with um Hangman Page still doing his thing hmm. or uh Dark Order and Hangman Page still doing their thing I like it yeah I like it at all and then uh another thing that I enjoyed despite th- the match was okay but I, I definitely think there could have been uh, some stuff without it. Uh, I think the singles performers in it shouldn't have been in it, but I definitely think Private uh, Private Party did a really good job in this match, and they're getting, they're getting some character now. I, I like that. <laughs> I saw on Impact there, um, I believe they're the Impact number one contender for the tag belts over there. Ah, they, um, they had a match on Impact. It is what it is. I'm not watching Impact. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not wa- you know what? I ain't gonna hold you. They got me. I did. I did watch the Hard to Kill main event. Oh, we're gonna get to that after we finish this point here. But uh, I liked that Private Party is like now seeing the ways of Matt Hardy, which is just like just cheat, you know, yeah. uh, win by any means necessary. And I still want Hardy to not be a part of their group. Like I kind of want. 
private party to establish themselves by themselves because I don't think Matt Hardy truly brings anything to the table, which I am wrong. I, I, will, I will admit I, I think he's wrong now <laughs> because what I would like to see is Matt Hardy take a pin, cost private party a loss, and then they give him the boot. And I think that alone adds a lot of character and Matt, it, Matt would be sacrificing himself <laughs> to get mm-hmm. private party over. That, that is the ultimate sacrifice. If he does not do it, the slander stays. <laughs> mm. So uh, I'll be looking forward to see where this story goes moving forward. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about the hard to kill main event. Huh? Tell me all about this. <laughs> um, it was fine. There was a really cool spot. I think it was with uh, Kenny and uh, Moose. I honestly don't remember it, but I just remember the match was fine. It wasn't. It was. If I were to give it a rating, I'd give like a three and a half out of five. But other than that. I can't really nothing really really stood out. Um it was cool seeing um what's homeboy's name? What's the champion name over there? I forgot. Rich Swan. Yeah, Rich Swan and uh Kenny go at it. I think that was it's just cool seeing two heavyweight champions from different promotions go ahead to head. That was a cool just, moment. Like just the just the novelty of it. Yeah, just the novelty of that happening in twenty twenty one. I thought it was just cool. Okay. But it's it's impact. I I didn't care. I I was like half watching it. But it was cool. It was a cool little match. Yeah, they didn't have uh, much stakes going on. In yeah, it. I and I know one one thing that I know from Impact, uh, only because Mirjani uh, let us know that Ty is a free agent. So I'm keeping my eyes out. I, uh, they, are her are her and Morrison? Yes, they're still. Oh, they're okay. Yes. Hey, you know what I mean? Amen. Hey. The, the women roster on uh, the main roster. Raw could, ab- Raw could absolutely use Ty. Yeah, I think 100%. But now we're going to get into NXT. Well, a wise man once told me this match separates the men from the boys. That's what the fight pit's about. And, you know, this should have been a quick hit, honestly. But Karrion Cross versus uh, the, uh, Adonis, Ashanti the Adonis. They got to change that name. That name sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's way too long, man. But... uh. Karrion Cross beats the hell out of him and then beats the hell out of his tag team partner, making them unable to participate in their match on 205 Live. And well, is it is it a spoiler? Can we uh, I was about they, to uh, They announced it. Yeah, okay. So now that Karrion Cross has done uh the police's work. <laughs> Champa and Timothy Thatcher will now be taking their spot. They'll be in the team, kind of just breaking my bracket in two because who could have, who the hell could have predicted <laughs> uh, them being uh, completely out of the tournament? But it is what it is. Um, how how did you feel about the match or just carrying cross in general on I this mean, episode? I mean. <laughs> It was a squash. I turned my head. I looked back up. The match was over, and then I saw him choke out Desmond Troy. I don't even know who the hell Desmond Troy is. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> had that had that boy on the floor. So it is. What it, I think it's an interesting wrinkle to add um, Champa and Thatcher mm-hmm. into the tournament. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, there's a possibility they could um they could make some noise in that in that tournament. I honestly I don't know. I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but like I don't know who's gonna win this Dusty Cup this year. I don't. Uh, 
We're, yeah, we're we're gonna get much more. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get bracket. there. We'll get yeah. there. But. So somebody asked a very uh good question, and now we're we're gonna get into the breakdown. <laughs> Let's talk about but, it. But uh, more more tag team stuff outside of the Dusty Classic, though. Um, Kenny, uh, no, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Finn Balor needs some friends, and I, I don't know why. I was just like, yo, please. It, like if it was a possibility of getting Jay White right now, I need that. That would have been be crazy. But just just me being silly, jumping to conclusions. Obviously, his partner was going to be Kyle O'Reilly, and him. It's going to be him and uh, Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch next week. Should be interesting stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Planting the seeds for. Um, the third match that could be happening, uh, possibly Mania time. So mm-hmm. that should be interesting. How do how do you feel about the uh, the match that we're going to see next week between Balor, uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Brit and Brawlers? Look, look, all four of them boys hit hard, <laughs> real hard. So they gonna be slugging. That shit gonna be heat. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm invested. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty fire. All all four of them they are. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Should be a really good match. Hopefully, there isn't like any like crazy shenanigans and the match can just happen as normal. But God knows what can happen when the undisputed era and for era, the brand, Pete Dunn. Yeah. yeah is Dude, Pat, Pat Pat might show up. You never know. Hey man, if he show up, I'm gonna be kind of tight because there's no reason <laughs> for you to be here right now. I I do think uh, he is an interesting focal point on the show, but. Nah, same. <laughs> and uh, the main event, which I am mixed on, uh, the fight pit between Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, uh, definitely not as good as the Matt Riddle one. And obviously, no. it's because Tommaso Ciampa has no experience as a cage fighter. But I, I just thought like the match was going to be a lot more uh, brutal. But it got there in certain certain the, spots. The, the last, I'd say, the last like five minutes of it, they turned up mm-hmm. for real, for real. But uh, did the first one start at the top of the platform like that? No, the initial one. I thought that was interesting that they started it that way. Yeah, they they started that way, and I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like, what is like the drop down gonna happen? Like, you know, like yeah. somebody gets like thrown off that shit. That would have been heat. But oh. uh, they didn't do it until the uh, during the commercial they went down. Yeah, they. During the commercial picture in picture, that's when they went uh, into the pit, and I was just like, "Yeah, a lot of that scaffolding fighting didn't really uh, do anything uh, do anything for me." I definitely like my they match definitely got my attention once again uh, when what is it the widow's bell uh, was done off the referee. I thought that was yeah, hard. yeah I thought that was, that was so hard. So um, now that Thatcher's won, I don't want them to overdo the fight pit with that. It's really weird because like they'll let him win this match. But if it's any other big match, they have him lose. And I don't understand the logic for that. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as that match finished, I was just like, man, sure wish Thatcher could win big matches that doesn't take place in the fight pit. And yeah. I and I say big matches like number one contenderships. Like, he doesn't have to win the title. Like, I'm okay with Thatcher not winning the title. But, like, when it comes to, like, number one contenderships for – well, like – I guess him being part of a ladder match is insane, but it is what it is. Yeah. But like, let's say he wins a like I would like to see him win a number one contendership for the North American title. 
he doesn't have to win, but I would just like to see the match that has like, you know, a lot of stake to it. I would yeah. like to see him win a, you know, number one contenders match so he could face Balor or, you know, whoever the hell comes out of that uh that feud. Shit, I would love to see him versus Pete Dunn. But it's just like I I would like to see him face a champion at some point and you know, just have the match happen. You know, like I don't think there's any harm with him like actually like winning those big matches. But outside of that, I like the match. The match was cool. They they're two for two. Uh yeah, I- I'll say that. Uh, obviously, I like I like the Matt Riddle one way more, but uh, they're two for two. Will they? You think they're gonna do fight pits? That's not involved. Like that's uh, Thatcher's not involved in. I think eventually, yeah, I could see a women's one eventually at some point. Oh man, women fight pit. That's gonna be heat. <laughs> I, I need the women's fight pit. Who you who you throwing in the women's fight pit? Uh, Mercedes and damn, I don't know. Uh, Mercedes and maybe like I don't know. But you gotta put one of the MMA girls. Hell, even they can bring Shayna back or something. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I definitely think now with Zia Lee's new kind of like oh, brutal character, she could do man. uh. She could be interesting in a fight pit. Obviously, Raquel just for size alone. Yeah, hell, Raquel uh, Mercedes, we could get that. We could make that happen someday. There, man, there's no stop, stopping Raquel from being. Raquel might be a face in six months. If <laughs> you're gonna be honest with you, she might be one of the top faces in well, women. Well, in uh, if Rhea leaves too, if Rhea leaves, if Dakota Kai leaves, like which they need to, both of them. Yes, please. please. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Definitely could be a, a thing that happens, but I, I'll be looking forward to the women's fight pit, man. But uh, now we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get into the quick hits, and let's start with the Santos Escobar uh, promo that was. Said. I was talking that talk. He said, "Look, I'm tired of disrespect. You know what it is." <laughs> uh, call, called out Balor, Gargano, Cross, uh, uh, shots at Kyle O'Reilly as well. Hmm. I think, yeah, I think that might have been sprinkled in there. And I thought it was cool, but you're never going to see him face those people. So it was it was nice that she was talking your shit, but I, I do think it's very unfortunate that he is stuck in his own 205 universe on NXT. Um, you saw a Buddy try to, try to sneak his way in there? <laughs> hey, man, he need, he need, like... Fresh off the Mysterio vacation. Him and Alistair Black, why the hell are they not on these shows, man? Bro, I, at first I thought Alistair was maybe injured or something, but I don't no, think he's hurt, just, so I don't I don't know what's going on. Just not letting him do his thing. And I think I, I think there was like reports or just talks about him coming back on NXT. No, please, nah, God, no. Really like we I loved your time here, but there's already a log jam going crazy in NXT right now. And this Kyle, this Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Balor stuff might be a log jam, but this might be my favorite log jam yet. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, look, they can keep it going. Yeah, but um, Her it, stallion. So he, it, it, this is guy. debut. This NXT debut. Has he wrestled mm-hmm. on NXT yet? This is his NXT debut. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So his in ring debut might be soon when he tags with uh, Lucha House Party. 
I actually, I think they might do the match on 205 Live. I'd, uh, I'm not sure. I think they, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, but they I need think to get they announced the, it. But they, they need to get that match out of the way so uh, Santos Escobar can move on to bigger and better things. Like I, I would love to see. Uh, like obviously, like Karrion Cross doesn't have to like challenge for the title. Like that doesn't need to be the thing. But like, oh, I heard you was talking shit. You can, yep. Big match matter. right there without the title. Santos Escobar finally against somebody that's not in the cruiserweight division. Let's go. That that'd be fantastic. Um, I it is what it is for Kurt Stallion. Uh, I don't think he's gonna win at all. But no, but I think he'll have a good show. I do like Kurt Stallion a lot. I like his look. Um, I think he's pretty good. So I think the match would be good. I don't. Think, I don't think Santos has really missed since he signed. Oh no, <laughs> he hasn't he, missed once. He don't miss. He but. Don't miss. I, I would like I, I like I don't think I'm crazy when I say that I just would like to see the matches you know that don't miss against other people mm-hmm. you know like I, I would I would like to see him against like uh, see what he could do against much bigger guys that's or, it that's, even with Gargano he just went to some yeah. of the top guys has he wrestled Gargano I think he did did he yeah that's it that's it yeah. that's all Cole Cole is around not doing anything Strong's he around shit. not really yeah. doing anything. Okay, Yo, Strong, but I think Sam, I think Strong under two hundred and five pounds too. So he could probably well, he, do. He was in the uh, he was in the, the, cru- yeah, uh, yeah, cru- the cruiserweight joint. You're right. Let's, let's hey, just get it cracking. Run it. But uh, I, I ran that record down. Now we're, we're gonna get into Reed and Rust. Um, my Rust made his own uh match against Bronson Reed. Malcolm Bivens, they didn't really like that. Uh, and. The match happened. I thought the match was just right, really. Yeah, I was, just to show off, Reed. I love. I think uh, the splash. I think it's a good finish for him. That big old mm. splash. Also, shout out to Malcolm Bivens, man. He sent me a DM on my birthday. He's a cool dude. <laughs> he sent me a DM on my birthday too. He's a cool so, dude, uh, man. Shout, shout out to him. I don't. I don't even know how he's like. He follows a Where, lot of people. He doesn't so even follow me. He, he doesn't uh, even follow me. That's the crazy oh, no, no, part. <laughs> Man, just the, just the RSC uh, affiliated well, just, badge just the affiliation. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, nah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to Malcolm Bivens. I'm curious to see where this Russ story goes. Like I, Tyler Russ really just came out of Lestry. I don't know who he. You know is, who he but... is? I don't know who this no. guy is. I have never heard of him. He like when he just showed up on NXT and then just had this long ass match with Chomp. I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm a Google. I don't know who Rather Russ is. All right. Was but uh, Swerve's comments for Bronson Reed, uh, it's, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be him. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they still have time to do it just whenever the hell it happens. But it seems like they're going to go for Swerve Scott and Reed, which is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Swerve could take a loss. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, so I looked up Tyler Rust. We should, we should, we should know who he is. He, I guess he's wrestling for PWG, WXW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, under the New- name Russ Russ Taylor. I don't, I don't. New Japan. Hey New man, Japan? I'm not. I didn't, is it, deep, I didn't delve deep, but he, is it New Japan? There. Is it is it New Japan strong? New Japan strong. I don't we, <laughs> we don't we don't we don't watch that in that. this house. <laughs> no, 2020. Yeah, he was on Lions. Los Angeles nope, Dojo. Don't care. Nah, I ain't watching that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that, 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 that ain't New Japan. 
and he was in 2020 Ring of Honor. I'm definitely not watching that. So yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> definitely should know what he is. Part <laughs> of stuff we not watching in 2020. Nah, we ain't watching that. I ain't watching that. <laughs> but no, uh, hey man, he he got the WWE signing, so good for him. And for for this last quick hit, it's only it's only something that I've watched, and I'm kind of sad that I watched it. Ginny versus Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Women's Title. I do not like this match. Um, I it is so puzzling to me that you build Ginny up like this for we like. All right, I'm gonna take the Ginny cape off. Like y'all just gonna have to hear me out real quick. Ahead, not saying not 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 saying because I'm uh, I'm a big fan of her or anything, but like you build her up so much for you know weeks on end. Insane focal point on the show. Damn near. Randy Orton level, like not top. Well, I guess he is a top heel, but like, you know, he's like the second biggest thing happening on the show, you know, mm-hmm. or at least uh, in the women's division. And Ginny and Kaylee Ray, they're wrestling, but during just like during spots or whatever, they're just like panning, pan, uh, panning out to like the Thunderdome or zooming out to the Thunderdome. And they're just like, look, Zaya Brookside is watching. Look, Nina Samuels is watching. Look, uh, uh, Danny Luna's watching, and I'm just like, so the fuck what? Yeah. Who cares? Like, I I was okay with it after the first, like, you know, um, the first, like, oh, because uh, uh, Danny Luna was the first. I was just like, oh, whatever. She could have just like gotten the Thunderdome or whatever. I just thought it was a funny coincidence, right? Then they kept doing it and doing it, and at some, uh, there was a point where like Jenny's like, you know, trying to do her healer stuff, trying to, you know. Blah blah blah, just just talking shit to Kaylee Ray, and then they yeah. just completely panned away from it. Hmm. And I was just like, "What are you guys doing?" And then the finish was whatever. Uh, Joseph Connors, I don't know why he's in this role, honestly, but Joseph Connors gets caught trying to cheat, gets injected. Once he got once he got ejected, I was just like, "Genie pack in the air." Like it, it, it's all over from here. And then the shitty uh, the shitty match finish happened, and, and I was hmm. just like. You've been you've been doing you've been running the story for so long. Kaylee Ray's had this title for so long. Like, what are you guys really doing? Because throughout all 2020, all you have is Piper Niven and Ginny. And that was it. <laughs> that they're is just, all you they're, have. They're just now building. I know they brought Valkyrie in and all and all them, but yeah. So it was just like those people. Like, Ginny could have had it for whatever the fuck, and then you know could have bounced it back. Literally, doesn't matter. Like, I can understand Walter not uh, not losing the title because all he's been facing are dudes much smaller than him. Yeah. But I definitely think once Rampage Brown gets that title shot, like, that shit has to come off Walter. I'd be a banger, too. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. But, like, banger. there was truly no... I, I, I definitely don't think there was any reason for... Um, Kaylee Ray to win. And also, we did forget something. What's up? Um, Oh no, it, it's here now. Uh, you got yeah, look at that. You down yourself. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought I played in the quick hits, but it's in the the guts, the dusty classic stuff. So we're gonna pivot towards that. The first women's match of the women's dusty classic history in the making. I love the ceremony. Something I'm pretty sure that a lot of people caught, but I just want to mention now: Bianca Belair being mentioned amongst the hall of champions 
that were mentioned in NXT. I thought that was really cool. Um, also, uh, Becky Lynch as well. Like she, uh, she never won the NXT title, but like still, I was saying she ain't do shit. I would say, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, uh, shout out, shout out to Beth Phoenix for making it to work to this week too. <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I think she made it to work just for the ceremony. She said, "Yeah, this place COVID, yeah, shitty. I'm out of here." <laughs> shout, shout out to her. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, I I love the uh. The opening ceremony. I thought it was kind of weird how they just kind of just threw the girls out there, like, okay, go out there and fight now. It was like, oh, what? No, oh, enough? yeah, like, now, now go fight. <laughs> but yeah, also, um, the match was cool. It was, uh, I didn't expect the result. I'll be honest, didn't see that coming. And you know what? I, I liked it. Just something that it. we completely glossed over. <laughs> I, also, like, whatever the fuck Casey did, man, that I ne- 20 years of watching wrestling, I ain't never seen something like that in my life. I don't um, know what that was. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the people right now. She did a Phoenix senton. Now, next week, if she does it and it's a Phoenix splash, yes, she you know watched it last week. Um, <laughs> no, I, think exactly. she, I, I think she would, I think she would purposely do it. That I think that was the move. The fe- Whatever. The, the fe- the fe- I'm just I'm just saying that's you she, that's you over. You think she over rotated? Absolutely. Mm. So I honestly I like the Phoenix Anton. I yeah, think it's different. I did like it. It's just she didn't get a lot of it on Tony Storm. Is like uh, landed on her. She like low key landed on her feet a little bit, but it's, yeah. it still looked it looked good regardless. I, I, I thought it, it got to pop it was out cool. of me. I thought I, I thought it was cool. Then everybody else was just like, "What the fuck? What did she even do it right?" Yeah. But we'll we'll know if she does a Phoenix Flash next week yeah. <laughs> or whenever yeah. she has uh, the next round match. But um, back to the finish, yeah, we didn't even think about Io Shirai coming back and just tossing in the mat. It, it made all the sense in the world. And she caught she cost the match of basically two uh two of her possible opponents. So yeah, triple threat. You know what? Might I'm be not a... mad. I'm not mad at that. If it's a triple threat, because Loki Mercedes would... hasn't really earned like a title shot. I mean, she yeah. like beat her up, and so well, like Tony Storm didn't earn it either. She yeah. just kind of just taught shit, and then he was just like, "I'm gonna beat your ass." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, weird predicament for that late uh, those ladies, but literally all the other focal points on NXT: Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Candice LeRae. They like got their own shit going yeah, on. Yeah, they're they're gonna. I think they're going to go much further into the tournament. So, I mean, it, I, I I wouldn't be mad at it. So, Mercedes Martinez versus Io Shirai should be cool. I don't think we're going to get the uh, – I mean, I wouldn't be mad at the triple threat, but I definitely think that would be the match uh, going forward. Uh, Kushida, Ruff versus The Way, Jordan Gargano and uh, Austin Theory. I am surprised that Austin Theory did not eat the pin and – it just uh, sets up for Kushida and Gargano at TakeOver. Please, please put the gold on the motherfucker. Please put the gold on Yeah, him. I think Gargano's definitely in the spot now. I think he even he realizes it now where he's – he got to start putting people over. And I, I think <laughs> – He got to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm just, I'm just assuming he's not leaving. He's going to be there. So if he's going to stay there, he might as well start putting dudes over. He, he put Ruff over. Mm-hmm. Uh, put Kushida over last night. Beautiful, beautiful suplex. I, that was I'd never seen. Yeah, uh, the, that was a really uh, nice. 
the hover lights, whatever yeah. the hell it was. It was like uh, uh, the hoverboard, northern lights uh, with a bridge. It was nice. Was oh, that's cool. But, um, <laughs> no, so I wasn't too shocked. Gargano took that pin. It's easy way to just to book, like you said, Gargano and Kushida. I mean, it looks like takeover to me. Well, so what I thought it was gonna like be was Austin Theory takes the pin. Jor- uh, Gargano gets upset. And then, like, I don't know, maybe next week or something, Johnny Gargano is just like, man, I can handle Kushida myself. Just put me in a singles match with him. And then he will take a pin. And then that's how we, like, set up for, like, I guess a rubber match of sorts at uh, TakeOver. Just whenever I – I guess, like, whenever I try to, like, fantasy book, it's just like, all right, how to make this as long as possible to, like, the next yes, pay-per-view. because it's not – I mean, let me see what do we got. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, so so yeah, we got three shows before we even get to um, mm-hmm. we got three more shows before we even get to that. That's so like, true. yeah, ha- having that singles match between uh them two, possibly like chicanery, whatever. Like Austin Theory comes out trying to like redeem himself. Yeah, and then cost Gargano the match. Like, come on, man, this shit writes itself, man. Hey, right, man, right at, look at that. where Paul at, man? I love it, man. Uh, so yeah, I-, I thought it was gonna be simple, easy stuff, and now uh. Lucha House Party versus Imperium. Free, yeah, free, uh, free, free, free Metal League. Free Metal League, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Lucha House Party's getting their stuff off. Um, I'm not mad at it. I, uh, I, I like it, it. It only took five years, but, you know, they, they, they finally let him wrestle. <laughs> it, it only took him to get away from Kalisto, you feel me? <laughs> he was the real issue. Where you been at? Oh, probably just at the crib chilling, honestly. Yeah, he, him and Sasha chilling. I don't, I don't want to say, like, whenever a wrestler is gone, I don't want to just say, yeah, that nigga got COVID. Because, <laughs> like, Kalisto, he, he wasn't, like, really featured on the show always no. or, like, featured on Raw. So, like, he could really just be at the home chilling. <laughs> I think he might have been, like, talking smack the other day or something. I don't know. Oh, sure. Maybe. Who knows? Probably. But um, another good match. I love Imperium. I'm, I'm a big Imperium fan. Marcel Bartel. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Marcel since since he signed. Um. Alexander Wolf. Hey. The the trifecta is almost here. You know, I mean you know, uh, the whole the holy quad. The, the whole game. You think you think he's a showing up? Think hey, the big man. man's showing up? I'm already, I'm already getting my tracksuit fitted. You know what I mean? Get the symphony out. I'm ready for it. For whatever. I honestly yeah. like for whatever reason. I honestly I, I think if they would have Walter come out and have a match at takeover, sure. Uh, uh, the t- mania takeover, mania takeover. Yeah, um, yeah fuck it. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, NXT needs Walter. You know, when remember when they first did the uh, when they did the first when they first went to USA, mm-hmm. and when Walter came out, the Dude. whole the whole the whole hey. mood the whole mood changed. Everything I, changed when Walter <laughs> came out. I need uh, I need Walter back so he could have matches with dudes like um. We need that Finn match. We still didn't get that Finn match. We didn't get the we didn't even get the thin match. And that's what that's why I'm, that's why I say um takeover mania because I think NXT UK should definitely they're due for a takeover at some point. And I definitely think that Rampage Brown should definitely be getting that title shot. And then we could finally get Walter over here. Uh, Am I bugging or did they announce um a UK takeover already? You would have to check and I will stall for time. Right. So um we 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 did some predictions last uh last week 
uh, for the Dusty Classic, and we kind of said that we didn't want Imperium to win. We got our wish. Not not that they're bad or anything, but like we didn't uh, we didn't want them to win. And I personally don't think that MSK should win. They also got a nice little vignette on the show this week, and. Please, God, spare me, Killian Dane and uh, Drake Maverick making it to the finals. So we're about to talk a little bit more about the bracket. But tell me if there's a, a pay-per-view or not. Um, Wikipedia is saying June 20th. I damn. In, in Dublin, Ireland. That's that's what we're at right now with it. Yeah, he, he going to have to lose that bitch on TV. I'm sorry, Walter. Yeah, yeah you're you going you to have to lose that motherfucker on TV. But – um. So, shout out to uh, KJ Broach, uh, Bro, Brophy, Brophy, Bro- yeah. The, sorry, I, if we, sorry if we messed your name up. I really that. feel like I'm not saying it right, but that's just I just read the KJ yeah, and then it's like tr- like uh, trophy just with a B, but it is what it is. <laughs> he know who he is, man. Yeah, you know, you know who you are. <laughs> All right, so I put the bracket up. And it's very, uh, I've been very vocal and very clear that I would like uh, Elgato Del Fantasma to just have a little more uh, land on NXT, just have a little more uh, territory to conquer. So who I would like to win this is El, uh, Delgado Del Fantasma in a finals match against Kushida and Leon Ruff. Seeing, obviously, like this bracket is thrown out the window now that uh, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher has joined, but I, I still think that either um, way, I think even if you did that, I still think I don't think Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher would get past Cole and Strong anyway. You 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 think so? I don't, I don't think Cole and Strong would be out in the second round. Maybe the round after that, but I can't see them. Yeah, but I I just think it would be weird to make them a team for only two matches. But it is what it is because they they found some mutual respect within one another, and then. Yeah. You know, somebody calls somebody to pin. Does that create a discrepancy or something? God knows, yeah. but we'll see. But I, I am rooting for Kishida and Leon Ruff to make it towards the end. But we'll see how it goes between uh, them and Grizzled Young Vets. I know a lot of people that are just saying, fuck it, let MSK go all the way. Nah. I'm... No, I, I just feel like they're just too new. And I definitely think that, like, yeah... Um, because if they're all right so the reason why i say no is that if i want them to win the title i want them to win it at the mania takeover this dusty classic is going to end relatively soon and the finals match may be at the uh the february pay-per-view it's definitely gonna be at the february that's why they try to squeeze matches on 205 live (laughs) yeah you see so if i would prefer if msk just you know, just got some wins on NXT prior when this tournament is over, and then we could get the match at the uh, TakeOver NXT. That's why I don't want them to win this tournament. I I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. I don't think they're bad or anything. It's just, that's, if they're going to win, I want them to win during the biggest week on one of the biggest NXT shows of the year. That's it. Well, no, so they, no, I think they, no, they just need some time to get established to the, uh, yeah. you know, the WWE crowd, like you know, I still know a lot about them. I know a lot of people just want to rot, like you know, hot shot them straight to the moon because of what they done in PWG and stuff like that. But just like 
you know, I definitely think a win at one of the biggest takeover at the year kind of is like more than that. And maybe they could uh, win the Dusty Classic next year. Yeah. That's fine. It's whatever. But that is our show. These shows are getting a lot longer because we have to talk about Dusty Classic stuff. <laughs> um, but nah, uh, that's it for us. You can follow me, H underscore visibility. You can follow Quan at the comeback spot. You can see everything that the podcast network is doing at the A Show RNC. If you truly have been wondering and holding us accountable for whenever the hell the New Japan uh, the New Japan show is going to happen, when I'm about the to start holding you accountable, man. <laughs> uh, there, there's been recently some messages or just like, yo, so when is that going to happen? It's going to happen fairly soon, I promise. I, we've just been clearing the hell out of our schedule to do so. Um, it's kind of late to talk about New Japan at this point, but it is what it is. Me and Justin will be back with a new show. Um, Rewriters Room. New Beginning Talk? We doing New Beginnings Talk? No, the hell we're not, because I'm not watching New Beginnings. Right, not uh, watching New Beginnings? If we talked about um, New Japan a lot sooner, my defund New Japan uh, uh, right. Statement would have already been made. <laughs> we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that for a later date. We'll talk about it at a later date. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch New Beginning. I'll probably like just see like new stuff about it. But um, our rewriters room, they're looking for topics for season two. So if you want to see whatever weird thing that they could possibly come up with uh, or rebook, let them know. Uh, send Armand and gang uh, a DM or just send it straight to the A show RNC and they'll probably see it. We have a whole bunch of other stuff happening on other networks and you can see that at RNC Radio Live. But that is it. We are finished and we'll see you next week. Peace out.